right. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to Love and Goliath, a show where we discuss how to love the monster within. Uh, oh. as, as I'm sure you know, I'm Willow Smith. I'm here with my dad, trainer Ben Smith. And I know everyone's gotten kind of used to interview and then I come in for the kind of talk back um after session but today we're actually doing an episode with the two of us which is exciting i'm excited anyway i uh, know i could tell you're like oh yeah like just the way you introduced yourself and <laughs> and yeah i could just tell it was like oh man we're excited we're back we're back in business and it's a topic that i'm really interested in and you know that i've wanted to talk about it for a while and wasn't quite mm. sure how i wanted to talk about it but um i gave my father some homework so that today we could talk a little bit about the use and the morality of the true crime uh, genre on YouTube, on podcasts, on television. Uh, it's everywhere. And I believe that there's always been there's always been an interest in this sort of thing. There's always been um, a morbid fascination with crime and killers and murders and all that sort of thing. But we're getting now to a territory where an individual person can take a story that is not theirs, that they have no permission to use, and profit off it and monetize it, hmm. um, which is interesting. It's a very interesting time to be alive, and it's an interesting conversation to me. What do you so? So let me let, let's start by talking about w what I sent you and what you think about this whole thing in general. Um, I sent one of my favorite true crime people. And I love true crime. I watch a lot of true crime. I listen to a lot of true crime. So this isn't me condemning true crime at all. But I sent him a video from one of my favorite true crime um, podcasters and streamers, Bose, who I would love to have on the podcast someday. Um, and it was about Richard Poplowski, who uh, murdered some cops that came to his home for a domestic disturbance complaint. Uh, so just initially in this conversation and I know you're not a true crime fan what does all of this bring up for you like how do you feel about it just on initial initial feeling um I'm not really sure exactly how to answer the question I'm not even exactly sure exactly what the question is that you're asking me but what comes up immediately is for me personally, I don't really, I don't really like to commiserate in, um, um, or even really watch or even he really hear about, uh, you know, crazy things like that, you know, people doing crazy things or horrendous things or horrific things. Just, I just, I am, I believe that the more you watch that kind of, again, this is just me personally, but I believe the more you watch that stuff, the more it kind of, it sinks into you and it has negative impact on your life. So I really try to avoid, I try to avoid uh, watching too much of that stuff if possible, which it usually is. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have to go out of your way to watch it and listen to it and consume it. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's some shows I like to watch, like, like I like Breaking Bad, and and I mean I'm not a total like um, you know head in the sand kind of guy, but for the most part, unless it's really entertaining for me and it's it's like something that that's um, yeah it has a point, there's it's purposeful and and everything else for the storytelling. I, I typically will not watch stuff like that, so it's kind of interesting that that there's such a big 
fan base for this kind of stuff, which I guess there always has been throughout all of history. I mean, I mean, Jack the Ripper, <laughs> like, I mean, way back, you know, 100 years ago or whatever that was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even, like, I was doing some research um, on a media company that you guys were talking to today, and a lot of their shows are, like, making a serial killer um, inside the mind of Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, there was one about hybristophiliacs and, like, the women who are obsessed with these men and write them love letters in jail. There's always been a fascination with death and with murders and with all these sorts of things. Um, even Spotify now has its own cold case true crime podcast that is made by Spotify. So it's interesting that it's such a huge industry, but we have also seen in this that these independent creators are taking these stories and telling them they're not their stories. They're sharing pretty horrific details and releasing into the world renewed pain for the people that are attached to these stories who didn't give permission or consent to have those stories told again who didn't even who who have no say in mm-hmm. and have no ownership of what happened in their their lives and their families one of the things that i really like about the the woman whose content i sent you bose is it is true crime and it's interesting and she's very engaging but she's also very, I don't know that educated is the right word, but she knows what she's talking about. She dives into some of the reasons why or some of the behaviors that you might notice that would tip you off to something like this happening. And she doesn't glorify the murderers, which a lot of these true crime shows by complete accident do. There's a lot of glorification of these people that are committing these horrible acts and not enough focus on the fact that there was a victim and that these were Mm -hmm. human beings and they deserve more respect than they're usually given Hmm. which is interesting (laughs) it's super interesting it's super interesting like the whole the whole morality of 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 everything like every part of it the morality of it right Mm -hmm. it's crazy to me it's crazy to me that that uh Again, people are viewing it. People are posting it. People are are basically um, reliving this situation. That there's people out there that it's just like God. I, I just like really like off my pain. People are, are profiting, mm-hmm. right? Like that's crazy. That's so crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, some of these videos have half a million views, and she, like she's not even the biggest true crime mm-hmm. YouTuber out there. There's some that get millions of views which is a lot of money into an individual's pocket. There's no evidence of any of that going to support the families of these victims. There's no Mm -hmm. evidence of any of that going to whatever funds might have been put in place um, in their absence or in their honor. Um, Should there be, you know, and there's a whole big, I'd love to do a whole internet series with you because I'm a super internet nerd. And I think a lot of the stuff that's happening on the internet is super interesting right now. Like they're trying to pass laws and you and I talked about this briefly before they're trying to pass laws, protecting the children that are being, um, that are being not extorted. <laughs> that's not the right word, but um, exposed to the internet for a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And they're not seeing any of it. And they're basically 
becoming child slaves, forced child actors in their own home, and their every emotion is plastered on a screen for millions of people to see with whatever motives they might have um, with nothing to show for it. But, (laughs) you know, but their lives on a screen. So Mm -hmm. they're trying to pass laws to protect these kids. And a lot of people probably don't even think about that sort of thing. They see their favorite family YouTuber channel and they don't even think about the fact that these kids just have a camera in their face for every moment of their life. The people that are profiting off these true crime cases don't even think about the fact that a a mother could be scrolling YouTube looking for a tuna casserole recipe and see their child plastered on someone's page with five million views. Mm -hmm. It's it's crazy, like the uh, again, the morality of the times that we live in right now. It's Mm -hmm. such a slippery slope of. just uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 pretty crazy. It's like such a wide spectrum of what people, what where people draw the line, right? It's like it's like somebody does something you know that's offensive to them, but yet they'll go and 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 view something that's super hurtful to somebody else, and they won't, you know. They I don't know. It's just crazy. It's a crazy world we live in right now because there's just so many just everything is so gray so many gray areas that you can find easily find yourself in like i'm a good person but i do this yeah or whatever right no i totally think you're right and in some ways the the internet has kind of created a new wild west where there's all this stuff that goes on that's kind of made normal but when you actually think about it like I saw this girl um, the other day and she was walking around with a sweater and I was like, oh, my God, I love your sweater. And she was like, mm, thank you. Um, and it said like true crime and wine or something like that. And in the moment, I'm like, I love true crime. She loves wine. Yes, of course, we're friends. But you kind of think about it and it's like. Why are we making T-shirts about mm-hmm. true crime? Why are we? And there's a community for everything, right? There's a community for every good thing, and every bad thing. It's just interesting. And like I said, I'm somebody who absorbs and engages in a lot of true crime. I listen to a lot of true crime, even like on my way to and from work, I'll have a true crime podcast in. I think there's a lot of reasons that people listen to it and engage in it. But I think that it's very important to choose, not even to choose, but just to consider why. Why are you engaging in this? Are you being entertained by the suffering of other people? Or are you are you entertained are you entertained by the person providing the information? Are you being entertained? Are are you being um, informed? Are you gaining knowledge from this? So, I think there's a lot of reasons why a person would engage. Is it right? Is it moral? I think that is up for debate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think I think honestly, that's a very very good question but a more pragmatic question and in many ways a more important question in my opinion is is this what do you think is the consequences of you being entertained in this way mm-hmm. because watching suffering being a witness to suffering constantly and, and just putting it into your brain has consequences 
it has consequences, which is why I've said before, I don't really watch um, negative things before I go to sleep because mm. your subconscious is going to take that and it's going to work on it. And, and this is just the way you're like, I'm, I'm not a scientist. I'm nothing. I'm just some guy, but it's not hard to, it's not hard to, um, to see the truth of the fact that, you know, you, if you watch that stuff, it's going to have negative impacts in your life. Yeah. And, uh, and why would you do that to yourself to just to be entertained by somebody? You know, I mean, I, I, I just don't see the, the point in it. I mean, but again, you know, a lot of people probably don't really realize that, or they're not really aware of the fact that if you put bad shit into your brain, it's going to have bad effects in your life. Um, mm. So they're just not aware of it. Right. But, but if you are aware of it and you do it, and then you ask yourself why your life is shit, well, you're kind of self-evident, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, when I was a teenager, my mom used to watch a lot of, um, a lot of these kinds of doc, like true documentaries and stuff like that about like um, familial murders and things like that, and and all this morbid stuff like CSI. And I was never, I was never into that when I was younger. I didn't, I didn't really enjoy that sort of thing. But I remember, I remember that it kind of brought up feelings or I remember feeling like it brought up feelings in her of like, well, did this happen to me? Could it happen to me? What if it did happen to me? What would I do? How would I deal with it? Who would I go to? What do I like? How would I get out of my like, da, 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 da. like you kind of um, internalize all these things that you're consuming and and you become consumed with the idea of, well, you know, I'm, nine out of 10 murders are done by someone that the victim knows. So who, who in my life would have something against me? And what would I like, what would I do? And, you know, like, it's hard not to kind of internalize those things when you're watching it over and over again. Um, you can't not internalize you? it. You can't yeah. not internalize it. You, you can't. Yeah. But I'm also someone who watches horror movies. So is there, is it the same thing? Is it the same thing to consume to consume passively the murder of four teenagers that are like on a Hollywood screen played by Renee Zellweger or whatever. Is it different? Are we consuming, are we consuming the same media that has the same results or mm -hmm. are they different in some way in the effects that they have on the body and on the person and on the psyche? Um, I don't know the answers to that. <laughs> Well, I kind of know the answer to that a little bit because I, I I listen to a lot of things, I read a lot, and I reflect a lot, and think, yeah, it 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 definitely does. It definitely has the same. Mm. You know, if you're watching something and you're engaged and it's good, it's having the same effect as if you were there, right? Mm. So, you know, and again, I'm not I'm not a goody two shoes. Like I've I've watched a lot of horror movies. I still love Jaws. I love all this kind of stuff. But as an older person, as a person who's lived a lot of life, all I'm saying is the reality is, and this is not a question, this is the truth, this is the reality, you have to weigh out, and again, I'm not even condemning it, but I'm just saying, you have to weigh out the pros and the cons of what you're doing. Like, if you, if you are entertained, if the entertainment of what you're doing is more important than the consequences it's going to have in your 
in the in the aftermath of the entertainment that you get out of it, then hey, go for it. But if you want to consistently create positive momentum in your life, then you need to question what you watch and view and listen to. You just ha- you just have to. So it it becomes really a, a a matter of priority. I mean, it's it's no different than than um, enjoying the uh, enjoying the um, satisfaction of of pizza or something like that when you know that the consequences are oh I'm going to be I'm going to be you know for twenty minutes I'm going to enjoy this pizza but for the next you know whatever the next two months or three months or whatever I'm going to be pounding myself over the head because. I'm, I'm, I wasn't more disciplined and I've gained a little bit of weight or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, like, and the same thing with, it's all the same, right? It's, it's like small satisfaction and like at the cost of, of long-term like anguish or pain or depression or whatever is to me, it just doesn't seem worth it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen to listen to anybody. Listen to um, uh, Doctor Joe Dispenza. I mean, he talks a lot about about the network of the brain and how the brain works and how you you how you think determines your reality and your life and mm. and the science of it, the the research of it, the indisputable fact that what you put into your brain is influencing your reality, and that's just indisputable and everybody everybody should know that to some extent um but again you know what what you choose to make your priority do you want to have a a great 20 minute or hour or two hour experience or do you want to have a great life Hmm. yeah yeah it's definitely it seems like it's become one of those things that people don't really think about and because it's now normalized like it's on t-shirts it's on mugs it's on wine tumblers it's on everything that true crime and it's interesting because true crime is mostly absorbed by women Mm. so it's a very normalized thing that we are now consuming and to one degree or another enjoying um it's not something that we think about that much. It's like mm-hmm. movies now. It's like, yeah, I like a little movie now and then. Yeah, I like some true crime. Yeah, I like hearing about people getting shot. Like Nobody likes it. We don't like hearing these things. But it is fascinating. It is interesting. So is there another way to to scratch the itch of interest, perhaps in knowledge? <laughs> perhaps there are other ways to um, to fulfill that part of ourselves that aren't that aren't plastering on a billboard the suffering of other people who aren't mm-hmm. here to speak for themselves anymore. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's. Uh, I'm not judging anything. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, all, all all I'm saying is is right across the board, like uh, like for everybody in their life, no, all around the world, is you have to you have to reflect on what what is the point of all of this. Are you just mm-hmm. gonna are you just going to um, seek little momentary moment, like little um, small moments of of satisfaction, and then have the rest of it be kind of like uh, bleary or dry or whatever? Or do you want to, 
or do you want to forgo some of those little momentary uh, pleasures so that you can have a good life? Hmm. I mean, to me, it's like, it's like, it's like crazy, right? It's like, it's so, to me, it's so self-evident, right? But everybody's got to make their choices, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the reality. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But again, I'm not, I, there is a balance, right? And I think a lot of it comes down to the things that we've talked about from day one on this podcast is once you once you've set it, set yourself in a in a place where you understand the happiness line and you understand ha- like your own joy and you have a a, mm, a foundation where your normal state is happiness and and and, and anything less than happiness like really grates on you and you you're able to correct it very quickly so that you're again you nor your normal state is a one of happiness i think at that place it's a lot easier to digest um um negativity or or things like this because then you then you can feel yourself you can feel when you're you know, you're just your your normal state is happiness. You'll feel yourself drop. I do it all the time, right? I love shows too. I love, like I said, I love Breaking Bad, and uh, there's certain things that that you know. I but I know the tolerance, right? I know the tolerance because I'm always joyful. And if I start to feel myself being a little bit depressed or a little bit like my brain's feeling a little bit negative, well, the tolerance. I know that I'm kind of. I never really, I rarely push it that far, but I have at times, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and but I, but I'm aware. I mean, my normal state is happiness. So, okay, well, we need to back away from that stuff, right? Yeah, it's like it needs to be balanced, yeah. right? Like you need it's, to balance it with the happiness because if you're just absorbed in one, you're just absorbed in the negative, <laughs> you, you don't know how to bounce back or that you need to bounce back. Yeah, well, not even balance it. I mean, it should be way out of balance. Your happiness should be way out of balance mm. uh, with with your unhappiness. But you have to find that place first where the foundation of your being is one of happiness and then dip in a little bit here and there. Like, like I'm still I'm still very, very fascinated with um, fascinated and also um, just appalled by slavery. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I was when I did you know a little bit of college and stuff like that, I studied a little bit. And so I'm quite fascinated. One of my heroes, you know, is Frederick Douglass. So I, I, I so I am fascinated by that stuff. And I know that there's different slave movies that come out and, and whatever, but I really, really pick and choose how much I'll watch and I really watch how much fills like how much brings me down because it's very, very it's very easy for me to let to feel the negativity of uh, and the anger and the rage of that situation that happened. Mm. And I just pushed myself away. It's just like, I I'm pretty schooled on American slavery. I don't need to, I don't need to watch shows if it's going to bring me down. And yeah. I don't, you know, I have enough education to understand how, like the mechanics of it and, and the institution of it. Um, so as much as I find it fascinating, I just, I just know I got to like, nope, I'm not watching that. Nope. I don't, I can't read that or whatever. There's a certain amount that, you know, so that's what does it for me, but this is, it's the same thing. I mean, I mean, you may as well call that murder. I mean, there's, I mean, people are being hung every day, right? 
yeah and, and i think beaten. yeah this sort of thing extends to to a lot of different types of media that we consume i was actually just i was watching this streamer earlier while i was doing some work and the topics of uh like whether you prefer to stream or be in theater came up mm. and because you and i just saw this panel where they were talking about theater basically dying but being so important for community i asked her because she said she saw this movie which she recommended extremely loud and incredibly close which is about um a young boy who loses his father in um at 9-11 and how he processes it and she was explaining how being in the theater affected her viewing but even movies and stories like that to a degree are the same thing like it's all it's all suffering it's all pain and this is real pain that people are experiencing same with roots same with you know like same with all of these things that we consume so the line between entertainment and uh trauma tourism and all these like morbid curiosities is so it's so muddy sometimes it's hard mm -hmm. to it's hard to tell where where entertainment stops and ends. <sighs> but again, I don't think it's for us to say where it stops and ends. And I don't think it's for us to censor it no. or, or anything like that. But I think on a personal level for each one of us, we definitely should educate ourselves and be aware that we only, we have a limited capacity to watch or witness or um, bring suffering and pain and death and and all that kind of stuff into our subconscious without it affecting our own happiness and at what point like is it are, are we crossing the line between okay i can watch a half hour of this of this whatever this show or whatever but and then i need to walk away from it right so all, that's all i'm saying i'm saying i'm not saying censor it or stop doing it or anything but no. just be aware that you know at some at some point it's just not, it just, it doesn't make sense. Right. So, so, I agree with you. Hey, like I was watching, um, not recently, but, um, I've watched a few things like a little bit on Jeffrey Dahmer. And mm. I used to be really, I used to be really fascinated with, um, oh, I can't even remember his name now, but, uh, the Helter Skelter, um, what's was his name? Charles Manson. Charles Manson. Yeah, yeah. I used to be really fascinated with Charles Manson when I was younger and stuff like mm. that. And, and so I, Again, I'm not a goody two shoes. I'll, I'll watch a little bit of that stuff, but you just got to pick and choose. You know, pick and choose. Is it okay, is it right? Yeah. So, uh, what did you think of the girl that I sent? Like, I think she's quite good. But what did you I think? She, I thought she was really engaging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, she makes sure the people that are watching aren't here glorifying these these people that are doing these horrible, stupid things. Like she, she can be a little bit, um, she can be a little bit sassy about the, about the like perpetrators of these crimes, which I like, because one of the things that she says is, imagine that this happened to you, and somebody is documenting what happened to you, and they're saying, oh, the the bat, the cool Batman on his motorcycle came in and he cut this woman down, and it was very cool. Do you want them to glorify this person, or do you want them to say this stinky little man with the brain of a child? who didn't get enough love when he was a child, took it out on other people. And it was stupid and it was reckless. And he deserved to be in jail. Like, bye forever. I would prefer to have someone 
sass these people that are doing these stupid things and not not give them the attention and the glory and the fame that they're seeking. That's how I feel about it. But I am not a victim of these crimes, so I don't know how valid my perspective is. But I like her. Like I said, I would love to have a conversation with her someday. Mm. If you're listening, <laughs> call me. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll do some more research between now and the next time we talk, and hopefully we'll have a I was just going to ask you, yeah. I was just, sorry, I was just going to ask you, what before you sign off, though, what what is your favorite um, true crime um, story that, that uh that I would maybe know because right off the off the top of my head because of the one that you just showed me I'm thinking about the OJ one. Oh, oh yeah pretty, you're going old school that's pretty old school that's I mean again I don't watch that much of the stuff so I gotta mm-hmm. go old school yeah. for the most part but um that you might know well she she's done a couple of videos on the Casey Anthony trial it's more about um it's more about the aftermath of the trial and kind of the things that Casey did. Like she didn't call her, she didn't call the cops when her daughter was missing for a month, but then a woman throws a drink on her in a bar and she calls the cops immediately. Like that sort of thing where she's just Mm. tracking like, okay, so your daughter being missing for a month wasn't important to you. You claim that you're innocent, but someone throws a drink on you at a bar because you're talking to a man and suddenly the cops are on your speed dial. Mm. Interesting. Um, Casey Anthony is probably the only one that that you'd know. A lot of these are pretty. I don't even know that. I don't even know that one. <laughs> oh, really? It, it was it was quite big for a while. I don't remember how long ago that was. Hmm. Yeah, this was two thousand eight. So that was that was a while ago. But uh, yeah, I don't think she has an OJ. I'm sure someone has an OJ episode though. I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> Well, like I say, if you uh, if you send me some, uh, I'll, I'll I'll watch enough to to be ed- educate myself a little bit, but I'll do it in a little bit so that it doesn't it doesn't make me all next year, you know, in a couple of weeks. So, but you'll be like, "Hi, Dad, how are you? Well, I'm not feeling so good. I'm a little bit blue." <laughs> you'll be like, "I know exactly what's Uh-oh, going on. What have I done?" Or it'll be like, "Hi, Dad, how are you?" And you'll be like, "Get back! Are you a killer?" Get away from me. The people closest to a murder victim are usually the ones that do it. Get away. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll send you I'll send you little little ones. Like I said, this one was only like 25 minutes, so it's not one of the hour and a half long trauma sessions, but yeah, I and also uh, you said them to be early in the day because then I could like spend the whole day. I could just like, okay, well, the rest of the day I'm just gonna watch butterflies, <laughs> watch like puppies frolicking and like kittens like rolling in the snow and stuff. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. <laughs> can do. All right. Well, next time we chat, hopefully we can unpack this a little bit more. I've got some more research that I want to do based on our conversation. Um, but thank you for thank you for joining me. Thank you for having this chat with me. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited to uh, delve deeper into it. Maybe we'll have our own little like um like internet series, like l- limited series from Loving Goliath. Internet drama question mark gone wrong question mark question mark. <laughs> Sensationalize it. <laughs> crime fathers, dads who do crime. 
Yeah, that's what we'll call it. <laughs> da- dads who did the deed? <gasps> <laughs> what deed, though? The deed of murder. The deed of murder. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We should be true crime YouTubers. <laughs> oh, for sure. 100%. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Thank you to my cat, who's also here. Thank you. Um, We'll catch you guys next time with a continuation of this episode and a little bit more information. But until then, have a wonderful rest of your day. I hope you listened to this early enough that you can watch puppies and butterflies (laughs) for the rest of the day. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you all so much for joining us, as always. We love hearing from you. So if you have comments, questions about the episode, topics you want us to cover or anything else you can find us on instagram as loving goliath on facebook as the goliath foundation you can email us at lovinggoliath at gmail.com or you can find out more information about the goliath foundation at thegoliathfoundation.com hey did you know that 36 percent of our listeners tune in through apple podcasts if that's you and you liked what you heard today you can leave us a review on apple podcasts thank you again And we'll catch you next time. Bye.